Welcome to the PhD Podcast Project from the Yale's Graduate School of Arts and Sciences. In each episode, we interview graduate students in different programs at Yale to learn about the exciting work being done at the frontiers of research. We will dive into the motivations behind their work and how it may impact our lives and those of future generations. I am Michael Bond, a sixth-year PhD student in pharmacology. Today, we will be talking to Laura Phillips, Yale PhD 2020, who is a GSAS alumni fellow at the Medical Historical Library from May 2020 to 2021. We will be discussing the online exhibition she curated about the history of astrology for the Medical Historical Library here at Yale. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Before we jump into the exhibition, Tell us a little bit about your field of expertise and what you researched here at Yale as a graduate student. So I am an art historian. I received my PhD from the Department of the History of Art here at Yale, where I study with Tim Berenger and Nicola Zutor. My area of specialty is European art and intellectual history between the 18th and 20th centuries. And my work largely focuses on Germany in particular. My dissertation was specifically about the artist Adolf Menzel. Congratulations on recently defending your PhD. I'm wondering how an art historian specializing in German art has become interested in astrology. Great question. So primarily, I'm interested in hermeneutics and theories of interpretation, but I'm also interested in the question of knowledge in what counts as knowledge. So astrology as an art of interpretation is really right up my alley in terms of research. But more specifically, this exhibition that I've put together speaks to the recent revival of popular interest in astrology. And with that, I've noticed that there's a tendency to speak about astrology in a super historical way. So as if this term had some sort of enduring or essential meaning. In the exhibition, then I wanted to push back against this idea that astrology is somehow an unchanging practice that deals in universals and eternals. Can you explain to our listeners what medical astrology is? So astrology and by extension, medical astrology are really difficult to define because they haven't ever been just one thing. Astrology has meant different things at different times because it was as much a cultural as it was a scientific practice. It was practiced and regulated in different ways with different degrees of adherence, though its basic and widely accepted proposition was that celestial movements influenced terrestrial events like weather, temperatures, and tides, and those events in turn influenced human health. So why did you choose medical astrology specifically? Right. So why medical astrology? This has to do with my postdoctoral appointment at the Medical Historical Library. I specifically developed this exhibition to highlight some of the lesser known aspects of their collection. And in particular, they have a spectacular array of early modern texts that I wanted to highlight. That's great that you were able to use this collection. Since you were a fellow at the Medical Historical Library, did all of the items in the exhibit come from this archive? Most of them did, yes. The exhibition features nearly 200 images from this archive. 
And many of these are also from the Harvey Cushing collection in particular. In certain places, I supplemented these images with objects from the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library, the Yale Center for British Art, and the Yale Peabody Museum of Natural History. Overall, I wanted to make available the historically rich, visually alluring medical astrological imagery archived at the Medical Historical Library. And with this in mind, I provided high-resolution images for each entry in the exhibition, all of which are available to download. That's really great that you've made all of these images available so that anyone who's interested in looking at them has the opportunity to. And it really seems like the collections available to researchers at Yale are amazing. I'm curious what kinds of media did the images come from? For example, are the images from medical textbooks or were some of the images more personal? So I brought in images from a variety of sources. Some of these include medical manuscripts, astronomical treatises, wall calendars, ephemerides, planet books, and almanacs. And most of these sources were either Latin, Italian, English, or German language texts. And all of the objects that are featured in the exhibition date from between the 15th and 17th centuries. So it seems like you were really able to capture the impact of medical astrology during this time period with a variety of sources. Can you describe for us what it was like on a day-to-day basis to curate this collection? Sure. I mean, research is never a linear process, and it always takes longer than you think it will. So sometimes you find materials easily, and other times it takes longer to uncover something spectacular. But overall, I spent about two full months in the researching phase. I would go to the Medical Historical Library Archive several times a week and pour through volume after volume after volume to find a selection of images that I've put online. Actually, I ended up collecting far more images than I've put online, about three times as many. And many of these images were previously unpublished and are now available for the first time. That's great that you've been able to make this collection publicly available. All of your hard work certainly paid off. And it's amazing that your collection is showcasing some of these important images for the very first time. How do you think these rediscovered images and the work as a whole applies to medicine and science today? So I think first and foremost, it speaks to Harvey Cushing as a book collector and medical historian. He compiled a truly spectacular collection of medical manuscripts, and several of these are featured in the exhibition. Second, I think the exhibition addresses the ways in which we think of science today and raises several questions about it. For example, what counts as knowledge? Or what belongs inside and outside of science? Or what are the limits between rationality and irrationality? I think the exhibition also interrogates today's widely held view of science as the hegemon of modern knowledge. And it reminds of the long-standing relationship between the arts and sciences before they were separated by the modern disciplinary factioning of the university. That's a really interesting viewpoint, and one that I think is important because the arts have been an important part of my life as a scientist. However, because of this divide, I haven't really had the opportunity to take humanities classes during graduate school. Yeah, you know, humanistic fields like languages, literatures, art, and history are often considered entertainments and not seen as taking part in the serious topics of science. I feel like they're often downplayed with phrases like, it's not rocket science or it's not brain surgery, but this exhibition revisits a moment when the sciences and the arts went hand in hand and when the pursuit of knowledge was common to both of them. This is a really important relationship that is important today, especially as schools are thinking about cutting arts programs and focusing more on science classes and things like that. 
Do you have a favorite image or set of images from the collection that address this issue of science versus humanities? Absolutely. So one of my favorite images in the exhibition is a printer's proof or a provisional mock-up of a page from a book called the Astronomicum Caesarium, which translates to the Caesar's or Emperor's Astronomy. The book itself dates from 1540 and was written by Peter Apian for the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. Apian's text is a remarkable document. It transforms complex mathematics into graphics and makes the mapping, timing, and reading of the heavens accessible to educated non-specialist readers, but with a scholarly veneer, because it is written in Latin. The page in question was preserved in the back of the volume that is at the Medical Historical Library and features a partially printed, partially hand-colored lunar calculator, which did not make it into the final publication. And to the best of my knowledge, this object has not previously been photographed and is the only one in existence. It is now available for researchers to access online. And it is also emblematic of my goal with this project to make scarce materials available for everyone to see. You know, in this day and age of scholarly articles being behind paywalls, this goal of, of making it so that everyone has access to the great research being done here at Yale and, and elsewhere is really important. On that note, effectively communicating science is an important topic, and the image you just described addresses that. What else do you want people to take away from the collection at the end of the day? So I absolutely had the paywall in mind when I was putting this exhibition together. And as I mentioned before, you know, the aim of the project is really about accessibility. And I guess there are many ways to think about accessibility. There are the basic issues of proximity, like getting to Yale or even accessing an archive in a pandemic. But then there are also issues like language, iconography, and in particular, the exhibition features complex images that are not self-evident and attempts to make them understandable. One of my favorite aspects of the exhibition is actually the bibliography because it directs readers to sources that are freely available online so that anyone and everyone can continue researching on their own if they have an interest. That's great. Really promoting open source science is something that I definitely think is, is really important. As we near the end of our interview, can you share with our listeners what's the most interesting thing you have learned about medical astrology while curating this exhibit? One of the most interesting things, it's a tough one. I guess I would say that the extent to which astrology was taught at the university level, you know, a common refrain among early modern physicians was that anyone ignorant of astrology was unqualified to be called a physician. But perhaps then equally interesting is the flip side of this statement, which is the extent to which the efficacy and mechanisms of astrology, as well as its use in medicine, were debated among intellectuals at the time. And then I guess for me as an art historian, in particular, the way astral knowledge was visualized, really fascinating because it was not only visually alluring, this material, but it's also really conceptually demanding. And it also presumes a significant interdisciplinary learning. It is really interesting that at one point in time, to be considered a good physician, you had to be well-versed in astrology. I don't know how many doctors you could say that about today. Probably not many. Thank you very much for talking with us about your fascinating exhibition today. But before I let you go, what's next for you? There's been a sort of scattershot approach to this material. Some of the images that are in the exhibition are well-known, others are not. And what I'm interested in doing next is try to build a subfield that bridges the histories of art and science and tells a broader story about celestial imagery across the board beyond you know, the medical astrology topic. 
I'm actually working on a second book project that is stemming from this material. And hopefully we'll be able to share this with you all soon. Yeah, that all sounds really exciting. And we're, we're looking forward to once your book gets out in press. Thank you again for joining us, Laura. It was truly a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. To check out Laura's exhibit for yourself and view some of its unique images, please go to onlineexhibits.library.yale.edu and click on Browse Exhibitions. We have also put the link to her exhibition in the podcast description on our website. Thank you for listening to the PhD Podcast Project from the Yale's Graduate School of Arts and Sciences. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes on our website.